Hey, it's good to be back with you. Thank you for being with us. As we always say, we pray we're a blessing <clears throat> to you all who are watching. Today we're going to be uh, looking at 2 Timothy. Uh, we're going to be looking at John 15. We're going to be looking at Colossians chapter 2. And I want to begin with uh, 2 Timothy 4, 7. It says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. <clears throat> I have kept the faith. Let's pray together. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit and your word of knowledge you give to me to speak to a person or their situation, Lord. If you prompt me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to that situation or that person. And then uh, you look at all of us, but you see me differently. Uh, I'm uh, under a greater and a more strict judgment from you because I'm your teacher, I'm your preacher, and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray, his name that I preach. Amen. When you read 2 Timothy 4, 7, you are reading a life that is focused. A focused life is going to fight the good fight, the, the righteous fight. Um, you're going to run the race. I finished the race. It is a kingdom race, and you have kept the faith. It is a life that's been focused on Christ himself. So I want to give you two key verses here in a moment. We're going to begin with John 15. But the, this is a key verse that's talking about a focused, productive, effective, and fruitful life. So let me read John 15, 1 through 5 to you. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vineyard keeper or the garden keeper. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Verse four, key verse. Remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine. So neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. Jesus is given an illustration about the disciple being connected to him, being connected to Christ himself. And he uses the illustration of how a, a branch is connected to the vine. Now, I, I got to get in my vernacular and yours probably. But a vine to me is something I would swing on as a little kid from one tree branch to another. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to probably move <clears throat> to the, the limb or the branch being connected to the tree, which is really the same thing, and, and, and being able to get that picture together. So it is a picture. The branch is a picture of the disciple, and then the tree is a picture of... God himself through his son, Jesus Christ. And we've got to remain there. I, uh, we use this in new member training in our church and we emphasize it in this way by I'm saying, you're gonna say, is that all? Is that all that I have to do? Is that all there is? Is make sure the branch is connected to the tree? Jesus said the vine. And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. That's really all there is to it. Because if the branch is connected to the tree, then that branch is going to produce fruit. And that brings glory to God himself, which is what the verses 
tell us that happens. <clears throat> so, yes, yes. What, what if I say yes, which I am saying yes. And the key is in John 15, 4. He says, remain in me, remain in me, which is the, the, the branch being connected to the tree. And the word remain means dwell or live in me. <clears throat> There's another key verse that is about living a focused life, a productive life, effective life, fruitful life. And we use it in our churches, Colossians 2, 6, and 7. Let me read that to you. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him, rooted, built up in him, and established in the faith, <clears throat> just as you were taught, overflowing with gratitude. You're going to see it there in verse 6. You've received Christ Jesus, now walk in him, which really is saying the exact same thing that Jesus is saying in John chapter 15. That is, remain in me, continue in me, live in me. <clears throat> and verse 7 says, you will be rooted, which is a farming term, an agricultural term, and you will be built up, which is a construction term. You're going to have good foundation and you're established in the faith as you've been taught. You're overflowing with thanksgiving or gratitude. <clears throat> so two verses in John 15, specifically verse 4, and then in Colossians 2, 6, and 7, specifically verse 6, <clears throat> where we are to remain in him and we are to walk in him. And you're going, is that all there is? Yeah, both examples are about remaining, abiding, dwelling, or continuing <clears throat> in the Lord. So here we are at Hope Church, and I try to simple things down for people, uh, just like you saying, is that all there is? The branch has got to stay connected to the tree. That's all there is. <clears throat> I mean, that, the, that's obedience. That's everything. That's how the fruit is produced in your life to bring glory to him. Yeah, that's all you have to do. Paul, walk in him. You've received him. Walk in him. Continue in him. Uh, I just uh, I just did a funeral just a, actually a few minutes ago, and I, we're uh, you're seeing this on Sunday. We're taping this on Thursday. I did a funeral yesterday afternoon, one today, and then left there, came here, and and is preaching this for you. I was in a discussion at the funeral where I just was, and we were talking, and uh, the, uh, it's a couple that I used to pastor. And they thanked me for being in their life and for helping them along the way and doing what I do. And, and they said, but you taught us one thing. And I said, what? And they said, you, you taught us that, yes, you helped, but you taught us to walk with God on our own. I can't tell you how that blessed me. <clears throat> Listen, we, we, can't, we can't teach you. We don't teach you to be independent of God. We've got to teach you to be dependent on God. And do people like me and others come and God uses them to bring comfort to you? Absolutely. He sends them. But you've got to learn to walk with him. You've got to learn to remain in him. And you've got to learn to walk in him, even on your own, without any preacher, <clears throat> without any pastor, sometimes without even the written word of God anywhere near you. You've got to learn to walk in him and continue in him and to remain in him. So at our church, we've done two things to simple this for you. What we have done is we have taken something we call the big five, which it'll be on the screen. It's worship, evangelism, discipleship, fellowship, and ministry. 
<clears throat> we've taken that and we really encourage you to do this daily. To do this daily. That all five of these be something you practice daily. But you're going to see on the screen that I have uh, highlighted or made in bolder print discipleship and it's right in the middle. Uh, worship and evangelism, then there's discipleship, it's bold, and then, then there's fellowship and ministry. <clears throat> and the reason I put discipleship in bold print is because that's where I want you to start. If you're going to do these five, you're going to go, which one, hey preacher, which one am I going to do first? Start with discipleship. You start there. And we have strategically placed it in the middle because if you do discipleship, then the other four are going to naturally occur. You're not going to have to work at them. If you start with discipleship, and discipleship is this, we want you in the Word of God, and then we want the Word of God to be in you. We believe the Word of God is alive. I don't believe it's just words on a page. I believe it has life. It is God has breathed into that just like he has breathed into us. It is God breathed. And we, we realize that it is, it is alive. Scripture even says that about itself. It goes places that the Reader's Digest can never go. It goes places that a counseling book can never go in your life, even to the depths of your soul. So where do we start? Start with the discipleship. You're in the Word, and then the Word is in you. If you look at these five, you're going to go, well, where is prayer? They're in every one of these. It's an element of every one. Prayer is an act of worship. In evangelism, there's prayer. You're praying for people, with people. In discipleship, there comes times of praying how God is leading you. In fellowship, you gather, and you gather at times to pray. Ministry includes prayer. So you're saying prayer ought to be element number six. Well, prayer is in every single component of the big five that is there today. And how often do we want to do this? We want to learn to do this daily. And really, you probably already are. Instead of seeing as a lot of more things that are, we're heaping on you, you're probably already doing. But uh, we, we do this discipline so that the branch will stay connected to the tree. We do these. This is a method of how the branch stays to the tree. And remember, if you stay connected to the tree, you're going to be fruitful. Uh, we also do this as a way where Paul wrote, we need to walk in him or to continue in him. Uh, it leads to a fruitful life, which brings glory to God. Our second method of helping you to remain in him or walk with him is what we call the hope arrow that we have designed for ourselves. Uh, and we use the letters hope, H-O-P-E, and then the arrow. H is have spiritual conversations with people. Have spiritual conversations with people. O is open up the scriptures, <clears throat> which matches discipleship. Having spiritual conversations matches fellowship that I just gave you in the big five. Pray and listen, which is a discipline in all five components of the big five. Pray and listen to what God is saying. Eat with people is the E. And we've even moved that to engage with people because uh, with the pandemic, eating with people can't always be as accessible as it once was. <clears throat> and then the arrow that we have is to know that you are sent to be a blessing. God sends you out. Our church sends you out to be a blessing to other people. And we just try to give the picture of finding two people a week to bless. 
the picture is that you do the big five every day, and then we want you to get the hope arrow done within the week. But part of the hope arrow is accomplished by you taking care of the big five daily. I want you to see how they overlap and, and mingle together. A phrase we like to use here, there, they are net weaving together. These are two methods that we teach our church. And I'm teaching you today so that the branch can stay connected to the tree. If that happens, you don't have to worry about a fruitful life. God will produce fruit of his kingdom in you and that will bring glory to him. You don't have to figure it out. It'll happen. And then in the words of Paul to the Corinthian church, using the big five and using the hope arrow, it's gonna help you to continue to walk in him. And that's all you have to do. You're saying, well, I've got to do all these other things. You're going to find them that they are, that the net weaving is, occur, is occurring through what we call the big five and the hope arrow and that you are sent. Big five every day, hope arrow within the week and doing them daily, the big five is going to accomplish the task of the hope arrow. And you're going to see your life change. You're going to minister to people around you you don't have to look for a program that a preacher or a church starts. It's gonna happen in your everyday life. You're gonna be an ambassador for the Lord. You're gonna be able to say in 2 Timothy 4, 7, when you finish your life, whatever it is, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. And that means that you have led a focused, productive, effective, and a fruitful life all because the branches stay connected to the tree. The disciple has remained in Christ. And as Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, you have received him and you are walking in him. So you, you keep the faith, you hear me? Remain in him and walk with him and God's stuff is going to happen. I promise you because it's one of his promises. Thanks for being with us today. We love you, I love you. And remember what we say to each other, grace and peace, make sure you live in both of them. God bless you.